0: For those of you who are listening to the MP3 version of the show, uh, uh, there is actually a fantastic new animation playing, which is uh, by Steve Blacker. Uh, This is, in fact, uh, the subject of competition. There is a theme tune competition, which you can enter by adding your own music to the theme tune, and the winner will win lots of stuff from Isotope. So sonicstate.com forward slash live is where you'll find details. uh, It shuts at the... 28th of January. Hello and welcome to Sonic Talk number 389. This is our penultimate show. Well, it's the show before Nam. In fact, normally we do... No, this is it, actually. Yes, there's not normally another one. So welcome, everybody. Um, This is Sonic Talk, as I've said. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, why not subscribe? We have lots of, lots of videos coming up. I mean, Nam is coming. We're going to have probably 80, 90... uh, possibly more videos going up in the next 10 days or so so i uh, well worth it if uh, if you want to see what the latest of music technology is but the sonic talk show is a panel show where we discuss music technology and other matters i want to say thank you very much to isotope who are sponsoring the show in fact if you're a regular listener you'll know that we have to announce the winner of the competition for last week you will win iris 2 the uh, spectral synthesizer and uh, we're also giving away yet another copy so stay tuned for that anyway let's get on to our guests we've well, let's start with robbie roniman we haven't seen him happy new year robbie it's been a little while since we've seen you how are you good thanks you called me robbie roniman then did i i'm having trouble with my bees <laughs> okay
1: no it's good thanks I'm blaming, good, Sci-
0: I'm blaming skype compression yeah. nice christmas nice
1: christmas and new year went on a bit of a road trip visiting loads of people it was fun Excellent. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, glad to hear it. Well, good to have you aboard. Robbie Brunman, of course, is uh, MD for Howard Jones, a music producer, film composer, all of those things. In fact, I think he's currently working in mid-project. Is that right, Robbie?
1: Yeah, I just started producing an album for a band who haven't actually put out a press release yet until tomorrow, so I can't, I can't divulge
0: until next week. Oh, well, that's quite exciting. Next week there will be no show, so uh, it'll be the next time. Anyway, well, thank you very much for joining us, Robbie. A pleasure to have you. And we'll also go over to everybody's hatted up. I feel I should be wearing a hat. Uh, Mark Tinley, who is uh, over there in Glastonbury. Uh, Mark Tinley, of course, uh, creative thinker, sound artist, musician, public speaker, all of those things, a man of many talents. How are you,
2: Mark? I'm all right, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. I've uh, got a problem, actually. Can I just... Yeah, open yeah, yeah. By asking at the beginning, then maybe somebody can tell me how, like halfway through or before the end. Um, I want to display JPEG images from Ableton. So I want to be able to play an audio clip and for it to throw an image up on the screen at the same time that that clip plays. And then when I play a new clip, it throws up a new image. How do I do that?
0: Help! <laughs> I would suggest um, probably uh, MIDI, and some kind of MIDI trigger event kind of thing. Use something like MIDI pipe, which is a MIDI translation program that turns MIDI events into JPEG, into Apple script events, and then use that to fl- throw a full screen image onto something else. I would say you can
1: actually trigger, you can actually twin visuals in Ableton to clips. You can actually okay. use it. Like, you oh, can really? actually do Where it. Where do I find like a tutorial? Extra...
2: I mean, I know I can put video in there and I know I can skip around the video and I've and I can, I want to be able to press ASCII keys on my keyboard and for it to skip to a new image. So I could put a video in with all the images, but the compression's a bit severe in video, and it kind of messes up my my uh, right. my images a bit. So well, we, if we, I could we do, do it live right.
1: with another computer, we run we run our um, Chaos, and we we just send we, we embed a MIDI a MIDI message into each um, Ableton clip so that our visuals follow the Ableton clips.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing
2: no, I suggested. Use MIDI. To... I need to do it with one computer, and I need to, uh, and I need yeah. to do it with one screen, just to Ooh. really compound the problem. Yeah, that's tricky. Well, I
1: do know you can, as I say, you
0: can twin video clips within Ableton to 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 see, you know, to audio clips. But that would would that display on a second monitor or on a, on a window in, you know, rather than overlay it, uh, into the entire interface. I don't
2: mind if it displays on a window that hides the Ableton window, as long as I know how to get to the clips. Right. So if if I can't see the Ableton window, that's fine. If I just hit ASCII keys and it throws up and it plays my clip and throws up the window, or throws up the image, that's what I need to do. Okay. At the moment, my images are TIFFs. So Uh, I, I I would
0: suggest I would suggest using a separate program and having Ableton running in the background, listening on MIDI, and then send the MIDI to something that will correspond and that's that and then you can have the other that other program running full screen and so midi yeah. l- listen or automation will listen and then you can throw it up uh, lots of interesting uh suggestions in the chat room there this is we're straight into music technology for a change which is yeah. awesome well done mark you've brought us right into into the into the nub of what we talk about um yes uh live um max max for live uh, people are suggesting yeah. should work that's should right. do it
2: should do it i call that crash for live though i mean that's sort of i'm going to be on a stage with a computer which is never
0: yeah but but you're also uh, trying to get
2: it to do something it doesn't ordinarily do so you're bound to have so it needs to be the simplest possible solution and it's not a laptop either so if the power goes out then it all goes out (laughs) oh dear Uh, i'm sure we can come up with something, but it'll all be the chat room
0: will help you there they are Welcome, chat room. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody in the chat room. Uh, anyway, well, we still haven't introduced Gaz. Gaz probably had something to say there. Gaz Williams, over there in Bristol, with a slightly, slightly flaky internet connection, but we got the audio. Oh. You're, you're, a bit, you're a bit pixelated, but... Oh, what's going on? It's doing wonders with your hair. Oh no, hold on, if you stay still... There you go, you're starting to become clearer now coming out of the mist. <laughs> stay still? Stay <laughs> still? Too hard to. How can I sweat? possibly stay still? Gaz, of course, Williams, professional bass player, playing his bass there and his uh, bass garret, his basement, uh, uh, and producer and many other things. How are you, Gaz?
3: I'm very good, thank you. I'm sort of excited about the forthcoming Nam show, as, you know, I wonder yes. what... No what on earth is in store you know i think uh i was trying to think why do i get so excited about all this stuff you know and i always have i've always really looked forward to it and get really excited and just sort of when the news starts coming in it's just uh i just find it a lot of fun i think probably a lot of people probably could relate to this but um yeah
0: just, there really. is there is gonna be a lot of news don't we? i mean we have filmed two exclusives here which we're not allowed to say anything about until the first day of Nam. so there's two things we've got ready to go there's also more that we know is happening that we haven't seen um there's stuff I can't talk about but there's also quite a lot of stuff we can talk about so you know that's that's good because otherwise you'd be just sitting here and you'd be going tell us Nick and I'd be going I can't sorry and we'd have to do something else so (laughs) why don't we start with something we can talk about um uh, which would be, um, yeah, let's have a look at this. This is not really NAM news, although we're going to see it for the first time in NAM. Dave Smith Hi, Instruments. I'm Dave Smith, and I'd like to introduce the newest addition to Dave Smith Modular,
2: the DSM 02 character module. We took the digital effects from the Prophet 12 and Pro 2 and put it into a 14 HP Eurorack
0: module. It's got five effects in all, and it runs at $24.96. It's great for subtle tone bending and shaping, all the way to aggressive sound mangling. Here are some examples of the character module in action, using a Pro 2, since it's a great modular system controller. One example is to... I'm not going to play all that. Um, It's funny, isn't it? If you didn't know who Dave Smith was and you knew that was him, you might think, what's that guy doing talking about synthesizers? It's quite curious. Anyway, But Robbie... You've got yeah. Dave Smith stuff. Have you got anything with that character section yeah. in? Well, I, I, I borrowed for a while ago
1: Howard's Profit Twelve for some stuff we did, and um, it's great. All those those plugins, I particularly like the Decimate part. So it's, it's just just uh, it's in, it's in, it's interesting to me. It just seems such a natural fit for some of these companies to incorporate some of those kind of things into Eurorat modules. Yeah. I think this going to be an absolute deluge of Euro rack modules.
0: I think you're right there because, uh, as we've heard, it's uh, Synth Floor Space is 50% up, and I think maybe a lot of the companies that were having a piece of a booth last year or the last previous years are now kind of feeling, right, okay, we'll do our own thing. We've got a bunch of stuff I know, you know, so that's going to be really interesting there. Um, that, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 Gaz, have you You've got you had some Dave Smith stuff in the past, didn't you? I
3: had Adamo- a mofo, yeah, yeah. Um which sounded great i didn't like that was just the bot the block one and i wasn't so keen on the interface but sounds great uh, this is really exciting though i think it also and tying in with the nam thing and what you were just saying about all the synthes- the expansion of interest in synthesizers and um and this is interesting i think in that it's a digit it's a digital module isn't it yeah is well that? it runs on yeah. yeah it is it's dsp yeah. based i think so it's just quite interesting seeing that sort of marketing a digital product at what is ostensibly a, an analogue situation, you know, with modulars and, and, what, and whatever. Um, well, and I thought- think, well, I was going to say, you know, we, for, for years we've been going on and on and on about analogue, you know, bring back analogue, bring back analogue. And now we've got like a, you know, a complete, like a deluge of analogue stuff now, really. Um relative to a few years ago absolutely so golden era as we say but i think maybe then there's a maturity this is i guess the point i was trying to get to there's a kind of maturity where actually you know loads of the great stuff of digital can be incorporated so nicely now into the analog sort of. but yeah you know but analog being
0: the overview that's right well there are a lot i mean there's some people who've been doing that for quite some time i know uh oh yeah uh, what's his name um gosh uh who did the uh, Polyvox filter, uh, Robbie? You'll remember that, won't you? The oh, uh, like me, Harvestman. Harvestman. They've they've been doing digital yeah. for ages. So I mean, uh, yeah, but there's a, stuff like that, yeah. But, yeah, they've got some great names. He's always good value for an interview. Uh, Mark, you were just coming in there. Sorry, was I? I thought you heard you say something. <laughs>
2: you don't have to. No, oh, I was on mute. <laughs> Someone else must be imitating me. No chance. But I am very excited by this. I uh, I think the price point's really good, isn't it? Yeah, two hundred fifty nine bucks. Um, so that's going to probably was, be But back it's 20. digital. I don't get my head around the fact that it's digital because it says Curtis Filter on it in big letters. So no, fact, no, that's, that's the quite- Curtis
0: Filter that's next door to it. That that the the thing that you can see in the initial uh, image is in fact. Uh, 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 yeah, if I you, want if you the look thing there for
2: two hundred and forty-nine dollars,
0: the thing in the middle there is the character, f- and then either side is the oh no, there's sorry, the thing in the middle of the oh, two filters, either side. Thing. No, the because uh, the um, we reviewed the Curtis filter. It's not you know, it's nice yeah. if you like that kind of thing. I think the thing okay. is, is you've got analog control via CV of
2: that digital stuff.
0: Okay.
1: The thing about so it Euro, rack, inter- it
2: still sounds interesting. Yeah.
1: Sorry. The thing about Euro rack is it's a lot of people saw it like a sort of the young upstarts, didn't they? Because it's not really just about analog. It's just about interesting processing tools in that format. And a lot of Eurorack isn't analog. There's a lot of digital stuff with companies like Mutable Instruments and, like you said, Harvestman, and even companies like Audio Damage doing some of their DSP, you know, um, plug type stuff into Eurorack modules. And I think the interesting thing is is I think it's quite, it's quite easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's it is a lot less hard for a company to think about porting something like that to a Eurorack module than it is to think about building some great synth with all the you know all the yeah. manufacturing Constraints that come with that.
0: Well, that also figures because you've got Studio Electronics who've been working with uh, Pittsburgh Modular to bring uh, their, their their filters, and now I hear also their oscillator modules, which is really exciting because their oscillators are absolutely in the boom stars are brilliant. So not only have they kind of created a smaller format in the Boomstars, they're now actually granularizing that, so you can get the oscillators and you can get the filter types as well. Exciting stuff. So, do you think we're going to see in Nam a controller
3: keyboard that has? Euro rack slots.
2: Well, that would be
0: interesting. That
2: That would be really good. I'd be interested. Going back to what you were saying, what you were saying about digital Euro rack stuff. That guy um, Tom Herb, who makes. Uh, the sound hack stuff, which has been around forever, and it's uh, one of my favorite ways to mangle things, yeah. uh, makes a uh, reverb Euro You've got have Euro Rack module called Erbverb. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> Great. Must be digital and based on, I guess, based on his algorithms and code and stuff. So I think it does a little bit more than just being reverb. I think it kind of takes your audio into a new realm interesting so you've got that have you Robbie what's it like yeah I have
1: I mean that's yeah it's great I mean
2: and I, I'm looking I'm really looking
1: forward to trying to get I'm going to get hold of the um, the immutable instruments grains you know the clouds mm. the one that's got granular stuff on it I mean to me that's what a Eurorack's all about for me it's making it's, it's building a, a sound processing unit as opposed to aping up an
0: analogue synth
1: does it that's do what, does it do freeze yeah.
0: does, does the herb, herb do a frozen reverb
1: um, I don't yes. know yes yeah, and you oh. can do you can do all sorts of interesting stuff with you know obviously with CV and gate controlling it. I mean, it's think of it like a sort of a it's not a traditional reverb in in any sense of the word.
2: I'm like. all over
0: that. I, I want one of those. But, I mean,
2: that's how I saw this when I watched this video. I didn't see that as a synthesizer. I saw that as a way of processing my guitar and making it sound like a synth, and that's what excited me about it because I was thinking, hang on just plugged the guitar in here and I could start playing around with stuff and doing, I mean, what he did with the decimation thing at the end when it all just kind of dissolved into noise was just like, oh yeah, that's bright on my street. I really want Excellent. To do Well,
0: you'll have like to that. get a tiny little, co- one thing that is quite, yeah, adjo- I, I, I suppose we could see. we, we covered the Axolotl stuff last week and uh, the chat, Um, who who worked on it said thanks very much for mentioning it but you could see a situation where you have that graphical environment that you could squirt algorithms into your own euro so you just buy a euro which has got some dsp in it and you're going to go well it comes with a bunch of stuff but you can do Mm. this thing as well and have access to the cv that that sounds interesting to me there is
1: already a module that does that oh is there yeah there's already a module where you can pro upload your own algorithms into it is the gui
0: a... for writing the algorithms kind of not mathematical though that's the, that's going to be the key isn't i'm not it?
1: sure i'm not sure i haven't really looked into it but i know that it's i know i looked into it when i was building my my modular on modulargrid.net
0: uh atomic shadow uh th- says that's it's super synthesis um super 37 although maybe i haven't been following the chat so that could be out of context apologies if not but hello chat room anyway and thank you for your um brilliant input um yeah, I mean, what I like about it is this statement of intent, you know, the notion that, you know, it's like, yeah, we're going to do it. And it makes sense to granularize all the bits and pieces, the good bits of synths, you know, because some synths have great envelopes, some synths have great filters, you know, so to be able to just put all of those things in in bits. Yes, Gaz?
3: Yeah, um, that's uh, a, a, a keyboard with... 800, um, sorry, Euro rack, uh, slots. Uh, it's called the Super Synthesis Super 37 powered Eurorack case and keyboard. Uh, ah. that, so that looks really cool. I haven't seen that before. So thanks oh, to the
0: chat room for. Oh, yeah, look that at that. Out. Although the only problem is, is, you're going to run out of space eventually, aren't you? Yeah, but you, you know, for just a sort of, you know, you'd have your rack as well,
3: but you could just take that and have it as a standalone. To gigging. There's so much
0: potential for spend- snazzy. It's
3: snazzy effects who do an
1: Arduino module. I've remembered. Ah, okay, excellent.
0: Yeah. Oh ah, well, good stuff. I mean, so yes, this is Nam, uh, not a rumor. This is Nam Truth uh, Part One. So fantastic news. Uh We're going to go. I've just actually booked an appointment to go and see Dave himself, who will be demonstrating me, and I'll, I'll have a chat with him about, you know, perhaps the way that things are now going to be going for Dave Smith Instruments, sort of design and products, that would be very interesting, because presumably, you know, Dave is uh, able to step back a little bit, a man of his, uh, his advanced years, and thinking, you know, he's probably got some fantastic designers who can come up with all sorts of amazing stuff, which would be fantastic. Um, so, uh, what's next? Oh, this is another one, and I found a video, this is one from CES, which isn't actually all that good a video, but at least it's actually something, so this is the, well, this is from uh, keysale.ru. I'm not quite sure. Um, the, uh, so, this is the Casio XWPD1, which uh, Peter Kern has written quite an interesting piece about. This is a very quite a cheesy video. Um, let me see if I can find. I might have put the wrong. Yes, this is the track transformer. Uh, is she going to play something? Uh, this is not the video I thought I had it. Apologies there. I don't speak Russian or Japanese. Well, that's a bit of an error. Schoolboy error there. The video video I was actually looking for was uh, uh, of... Let me see, what was the name of the the producer? Sarah Sims, who was... uh, If you look Sarah Sims at XWPT1, you'll find the video that I meant to play, but actually didn't. But this is quite interesting, the notion of the step sequencing part of the Casio... Let's see if I've got it in here somewhere. Uh, The Casio X xwpd1 uh sorry. Nice, catchy name yeah well that's 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 one of the downsides of that it's but i guess that works for the uh the japanese market because then we have a discussion quite recently about uh how naming conventions worked for different territories you know because the japanese are more keen on numbers and, and 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 letters whereas uh oh let's have a look here we go millennium falcon this this might be it Ah, no, here we go. This is uh, here is Peter Kern's article on Create Digital Music. That's what it looks like. Uh, it's the described Millennium as Millennium Falcon meets... um looks like a Suzuki Omnicord, but with pads. But uh, apparently the, four thing, the thing is 64-track yeah. sequencer, so four banks of pads, each one with its own track. You can load your own samples as well. We're not clear as to what the sequencing uh, capabilities are or what the MIDI is going on there, but it could be quite interesting again I'm going to go and see those guys I know Robbie isn't this the sort of thing that would look quite good on a Howard Jones stage you sort of beating it it's nice and colourful you get a light on it
1: I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know it's a curious product isn't it I looked at it and it has it's curious it hasn't got a MIDI out it's only got USB on it yeah mm. so it's a bit, bit odd that you can't connect it directly up to something you've got to have it like going through something first um, I don't know it's, it, Casio they're a curious company aren't they they kind of they, they kind of throw in curveballs whenever they bring something out like this they're well, slightly kind of off the beaten track in a way but kind of not I mean yeah I don't know I don't know I, I think I'm biased by the look of it I just think it looks a bit looks a little bit toy like I think it, it looks, looks like brilliant it. Yeah.
0: it looks like the DJ Boppy I
3: love it <laughs>
1: Gaz,
0: I Gaz is excited.
3: I, I think it's ace. I've seen, a lot, I've seen it get a lot of stick online already. People going, oh, it looks like the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon looks amazing, so why not? You yeah. know? What's
0: wrong with that? You know, yeah. at, least it, at least it doesn't look like but, Darth Vader. I think
3: well, that... the idea of that, having the pads in the middle there and having the step yeah. sequencer going around it, on your left-hand side, you've got two sliders... I mean, you know, I think compared to something like the machine, which you've got like the pads ergonomically, you know, performing it, I think that looks like it's a really great layout for performance, you know. I think, uh, and if you look at all of those step buttons, they've all got um, shift functions as well. So let's see if I can zoom in on that. Once your muscle memory gets to that, gets around that, Mm -hmm. I think as a performance thing, I think it potentially is really good. However, you know, I'd mentioned the machine, like the difference between machine Mark one and Mark two in the terms of the pad, just getting the pads right was a huge jump. Machine two just felt loads nicer to play. Mm. Will Casio, will those pads be like the bad old days of pads, you know, where where (laughs) when you're trying to trigger them? It's it's quite awkward to get the velocity feeling nice and you know so so those things would be more my concern. I think the layout is brilliant, <laughs> really.
1: cool.
0: So I've just got to bring this in. Uh, Red walks in the chat room says it has to be called the Dark Fader. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: just while we're on a Casio tip, yeah. Somebody from Casio posted up. Somebody I know posted up on Facebook the other day a picture of their they're bringing out ICZ for the for, for the for iPad just after Nam.
0: What's Ooh. that? What's that? And it's a
1: it's a total virtual CZ ah. synth, exactly. recreated created all the graphically everything. Wow, that sounds interesting, yeah.
0: Mark. That sounded like it excited you. What about the actual um,
2: Casio? Uh... Do excite me, you know, and and I I suppose one of my first uh, 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 kind of dabblings with samplers was the Casio SK1. But I and I love the look of this thing. I think it looks brilliant. I think there's some things that make absolutely no sense to me at all on, the, on the, um, the actual user interface. Like that circle going around the outside is the 16 steps going round and round. I don't get that. Why doesn't it have... If it related somehow musically to circle of fifths and you could do something with transposition... With well, the it, circle might, it might do. Well, it can't, though, because it's got 16 steps. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, I, I feel like, you I know, can't... it's
3: moving around like a clock. You know, like most step sequences are laid out, sort of, you know, like the machine <laughs> one goes zup 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 You know, starting <laughs> at the bottom, but going around. You know, that's got a much more musical
2: layout, I think. Well, I suppose if you recognise instantly that it's a lube, but then, but then the video that we're watching, of the casio x w g1 i'm watching that and i'm watching the guy manipulating all the filters and doing all that stuff and then i'm thinking so they translate that functionality to a box thing but it doesn't got enough faders on it to do half that stuff and no, i'm I thinking it just won't work anything like that's working in the video it will never talk to your equipment in the way that you want it to. It won't. You won't be able to open filters or change envelopes or play around with slew or any of that kind of stuff. It just won't do that. It'll do something simpler. I suppose. I've just got. I've just got two
0: words for you as well in the chat room. Uh, Michael Forrest just says dog bark, which. <laughs> I think you know the sound I make. I'm thinking of oh, that's yeah. the that's the GM kind of got dog bark
2: slash uh, Guija kind of sound.
0: Oh oh, well, yeah. On the Casio, <laughs> I mean
2: the Casio SK1 had some like kind of iconic. Well, the Casio SK5 had a really good dog bark on it. Actually, thinking about it. <laughs> and the <a> lion, <laughs> A classic dog bark. A
1: lion. What was that? I've just that? sent you a picture of it, Nick. By the way, I've just sent you the the screenshot they gave of the ICZ as an email.
0: Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me just check that see if I can draw that oh yeah that looks good uh, so can I throw that in here I don't know oh yes I can
2: I mean Casio have made some really good instruments in the, in the past and some of their stuff is nice you, you could use it for doing things you can't do with anything else so. yeah Maybe it does do something that you couldn't do with anything No, else, I'm looking forward it?
0: to it. I mean, I, I suspect that's what's happening is, you know, uh, Mike Martin, who seems to be behind a lot of the development stuff, and who's, you know, the, well, we, we, me and Robbie have both talked about the, uh, I can't remember the name of the master keyboard. Um. The piano,
1: the... Stage piano. Yeah,
0: which was uh, oh, yeah. massively overspecified. I mean, the review I did, I, I really miss having that around because A, just having a massive keyboard with uh, aftertouch and big keys. Did it have aftertouch? Maybe it didn't. Yeah, Yes, yeah, it yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, but all of that DSP, you could layer up kind of up to 256 things and create all sorts of stuff. So there's, there's, okay. there's all yeah. of this stuff there ready to go. So I mean, th- there's definitely motion, I think.
2: Have you seen the price of them though these I mean forget the red thing for a moment, going back to the x w g one yeah they're very you uh... can buy i mean they, that, that sounds good, and at the end of it, I was thinking it, it's kind of like a whole track running in it at the end of it and and they're like one hundred and seventy quid on eBay, and it's that's that's unbelievably cheap for that kind of functionality, as yeah, far as I can. It see. is. You know, I mean, like a I think keyboard. With I think if
0: it, in, the my review, I in my review, I remember my review because I did the other one, the P one, uh, the P one. Oh, I can't forget. It's in the. It's over there actually. Uh, and it, while it was incredibly impressive, it was a little bit. Of a kind of unfamiliar way of working, and that's the problem that you get, you know, right. with, with some of these things. But for a kid starting out who doesn't know any better, you know, hasn't got like a, a kind of some other OS to, to, to compare it to, they're going to pick that up very quickly and be able to do all sorts of stuff. So it'll be very interesting. Yeah, but
3: I, I yeah. guess with that, Cas- that Casio thing, just one last thing is it, it has got onboard sampling on.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah,
3: quite interesting. But you've only got like a you know just like a three digit LED displays, so. You
2: know, so does it's... it have the filters and stuff from that? Because there was lots of filters moving around in that video. So does it have the filters in the sampler? Uh, I don't know. Pass.
0: I will find, you know, I find all of this stuff out. I'm going to go and see them. I forget where my appointment is, but I have got, you know, it's day one or two, definitely. So we'll have some more information for that, and I'll grill them heavily on it. I'm not going to stand for um, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, hopefully you'll get someone to tell me, the details and the scoops so do, do, do stay tuned in fact um stay tuned for more because we're just going to announce the winner of a competition after our short message from our sponsor so as we say, uh, well, I should press the right button and then we'll get the ad, this is uh, Isotope of course, sponsor of the show Iris 2 is uh, the instrument they're telling us about at the moment it comes with 11 gigabytes of sample library no longer do you buy the samples separately it's got intuitive spectrum selection tools, isolate specific audio frequencies and play on a MIDI keyboard multi-mode master filter flexible new modulation system with with 100 modulatable parameters. This is based on their RX technology, and it really does sound good. comes with some fantastic waves. Uh, It's got five envelopes, five LFOs that you can assign all over the shop macros, LFO morphing and visualized shaping, macro controls allow you to quickly access uh, and assign macro controls for another additional eight set of parameters, visualizations you can see the effects of modulation and filters in real time, and intelligent zero crossing if you want to bung your own samples in there too, so please do go and check it out, iris uh, sorry, isotope.com forward slash iris for your 10 day free demo, as with all of the isotope products, well worth checking out and of course we do have a winner from last week's show, I asked you to uh tweet it was a twitter-based competition tweet uh, the hashtag uh modern modulation uh so um and you did and we have a winner and the winner is now i don't know how the heck to pronounce this the winner is somebody called otolith a o-t-o-l-y-f <laughs> l-y-t-h not l-y-f uh, so Otolith, if you let me know um, your email address, the Isotope Ferry, who I will be meeting in person at NAM, I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, will uh, bestow upon you uh, a working copy, full copy of Iris 2. And we've also got a competition to run this week. Again, you need to be on Twitter. It's quite simple, though. All you have to do is tweet basically this. You tweet, we're looking for the hashtag evocative effects, all one word, evocative effects. Uh, to at Sonic Nick and at Isotope Inc. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to the audio version of this, I'll say that once again, hashtag evocative effects at Sonic Nick at Isotope Inc. And the uh, award-winning supercomputer picking th- system that I've defi- designed will uh, pick a winner. Um, but if you, you've got 140 characters in your tweet, so, you know, bung something else in there as well. We always like to have a little bit of extra, um, extra as well because I know Isotope do read it and uh, we certainly do as well. Anyway... Thanks to Isotope for their sponsorship of the show. And don't forget, actually, Isotope, while I'm at it, the theme tune competition, sonicstate.com forward slash live. You download our new an- animation and uh, you've got till January the 28th is the deadline for that. So uh, go and check that out. Uh, the details are sonicstate.com forward slash live. You can get access to the video and the form is all there. And we've got some really kind of imaginative and great entries so far. So looking forward to more of those. Nick, can I just
3: jump in quickly? Yeah. Um, I did a gig on Saturday like I talked about Oh, on the show your vodka gig Yeah, it was a disaster oh no! Oh, oh no oh, it was awful What an embarrassing disaster
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh but but, but oh, it's the way you, you say know,
3: it Well like there was there'd been these DJs playing and then I had everything set up and I had a friend along to help me started things off just got some beats on the go this girl came up she goes what's this shit stop it it's rubbish uh, within about two minutes, and then all these women started coming up complaining. No, no, no! Get the DJ back
0: on. Oh. Um, so, disappointed. <laughs> oh, if it's something. any
2: consolation, if it's any consolation, Gaz, when Adam, my brother, first started playing out at raves, that used to happen to him. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same thing. People would get really upset. They'd be like, "Why? Why are you playing? What is this stuff?" Um, but but he didn't stop him <laughs> good yeah but
3: but actually we were saved i was saved um Math and scott from the egg they turned up and they came and joined and we all started and then the dj started playing and we all played we all jammed all together played
0: together
3: and then it was okay and it, it was fine then but that initial Excellent. moment oh, especially no. with those complaints was just like a real oh,
0: oh <laughs> ouch it just goes yeah. to show how conservative the dance floor is and how much they need the four-on-the-floor thing. And you were talking last week about the sort of ex-tempo sort of stuff. I'm guessing that probably wouldn't have gone down so well with that particular crowd. <laughs> uh, but good, was... good, good on you for trying, yeah. though, guys. That's the main thing, you know. <laughs> if we didn't have any trying, we'd have no innovation. Uh, right, there's another video here. This is a <laughs> Nord something. Very indistinct that was it <laughs> There's no, something no, coming, they've got something else coming on which actually when you consider it you know Clavia are a small company so for them to release yet another piece of hardware so I think last year I saw maybe it was the A4 which I've heard is very good we haven't reviewed it but uh, it's very uh, it, it's spoken very highly off by a lot of people that I've spoken to actually so this is going to be quite interesting and we're actually going to see them the day before NAM where we're going to get an exclusive so we'll have that as well um, what would it uh, do, Robbie have you got any Clavia stuff Um,
1: I had a Nord lead, the first one, and I did like it. And when I got rid of it, there were quite often times afterwards I thought, hmm, wish I hadn't got rid of that. I kind of sampled off two or three of the main sounds I always used. But um, I'm quite interested. I I, I always wanted to get one of the modular ones, the G2, which was like their kind of modular ecosystem. And I'm wondering whether they might revisit that with a new G3 or something. Oh,
0: wouldn't that be good? Is that what you'd like it to be then?
1: Yeah, I'd like it to be something like that as opposed to just another virtual analogue.
0: Right. You know, just an analogue. Interesting. I don't know. What about you, Mark? Anything specific? Because they've got two markets, haven't they? They do the stage uh, keyboards, you know, uh, electromechanical (laughs) emulations and pianos and stuff, and they do really well with those. So there's sort of two strands to their products, really.
2: Um, My opinion, they've always made things that sound really good. And they've always made things that look really good, so um, it's well. it's going to be something that looks and sounds really good. And there's some new colours in there as well, I noticed.
0: That. Oh, did you? <laughs> I, don't know, I might have to let's have another quick look. Let's because it's very short. Right, new colours.
2: Oh, there was a flash in there, wasn't there? With yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued. i I definitely got to go and. Uh... It's
3: it's that screen though, isn't it? We haven't seen a, a big screen on a on a Nord before, so. No. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, going down the more sample route. I mean, because the the lead A1 wasn't was released fairly recently, wasn't it? So,
2: it that uh, big screen would suggest. Mm, I don't know maybe, more yeah, tweakery. It'd perhaps.
0: be nice, wouldn't it? Well, very so interesting.
2: Made, that was that was one thing I missed in the modular was the fact that it couldn't play the the original modular it oh. couldn't play my waveform. So if it could play. If I could ch- chuck my waveforms in and then build like an environment around the waveforms and make my uh, own kind of synth things, that would be really We have some
0: observations in the chat room. ASIO Head says, conclusively, it's not going to be... Uh, uh, where, did, where did he say Oh No, he didn't. I thought he said it's not going to be uh, a VA. Uh, he, did say- he did say that. But I, uh, I, th- I thought I did. Let's go on. Blah, blah, blah. And also, uh, tone wheels were spotted... Uh, apparently. Okay. Mm. Right. So maybe so it has that, drawbacks so, so that means it's a stage thing. Look, somebody
2: Probably. else is saying, I took a look at that video frame by frame and saw a section that said samples. Whey! That's interesting, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: The forensic. It always reminds me. Remember in um, Blade Runner, Love. where where he does that kind of like, enhance. Oh yeah, yeah, corners, yeah. You know, it's like we got the whole. Now everybody can do that sort of thing, and that's that's great, isn't it? And uh, enhance section A to A through Z. Yes, here we go. <laughs> it's
1: like silent witness for synths.
0: <laughs> Amanda am Yes, who is the Amanda Burton of synthesizers? Hmm, interesting thought, that. But yes, yeah, so that'll be coming too. Again, you know, as I said, we've got an appointment with them at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. So I, I'm guessing that'll be one of the videos that we'll have live and direct first thing on Thursday morning, according if all our networking and everything else is going to work. Uh, incidentally, while we're at it, we're going to be doing our live blogs. So there'll be lots of stuff streaming. So um, we'll be doing that. We've got lots of people helping out with that. We also want to say thank you to our show sponsor, so as the Nam sponsors, we've got uh, Universal Audio, we've got Nord themselves as well. Uh, in fact, I should probably take a look at their creatives, then I'd know exactly what was coming, wouldn't I? But I haven't done yet. <laughs> uh, and we've also got uh, uh, personas uh, and uh, there are more. I, can't, I should actually have a list, really, because they're all very valuable to helping us make sure that we bring you the best coverage we possibly can. So I'm looking forward to it, although the sun isn't looking like it's going to be shining too much there this time. But uh, at least if it's not raining, that's all that matters. Um, um, oh, this was an interesting one. Now, this is kind of probably something for uh, for me and Gaz to think about as well, because this is the IK Multimedia who have released a rather a rather CES kind of uh, worded uh, Android. It's basically zero latency Android on Android shown at Nam 2015. Um, it goes on to say that uh, in the press release. Uh, you know, eighty percent market share of mobile devices are Android. It uh, looks like uh, their um, th- what do they say? IK Multimedia has st- solved this audio problem because there's never really been any good audio drivers for Android that you know work consistently. Uh, with the with a paradigm shift of a universal solution that delivers astonishing near near zero latency performance down to two milliseconds <laughs> <round-trip> <laughs> on every Android oh. device running Android 4.0 and higher and supports USB host mode OTG mode. that's some bold stuff right there, Gaz. Exciting, claim! What a claim. Yeah.
3: I mean, don't want to see egg on their faces, but that's a hell of a claim. So, I mean, and a very exciting one as well. Good grief. I mean, it's going to be an explosion of... God, imagine the stuff that's going to come out. It could it's be. It's just going to be
0: amazing. DSL Sins in the chat room says, and how about MIDI latency? <laughs> well, that's a very good point, because okay, uh, yeah. if, very that, good if point. they can get audio right and MIDI is all over the place, then the audio rate latency is kind but of it was, this time,
3: it was this time last year, though, wasn't it, Nick? And you had a little demonstration from uh, the guys over at um, Sonoma, Yes they'd, the wireworks so they, guys they did sort of cracked it then though but well they didn't had didn't they, they
0: they were trying to get uh, an SDK level so they were trying to sell the technology on to your samsungs and your you know your HTC's and those people so that it would be included at the os level or you know adopted by all of those so then it would be available so i don't think they were trying to sell something that you would download and put into your system and i don't know again because this is one of the big problems isn't it how do you access sort of all bare metal type performance on a device that's that's got an OS that you can't really access because, you know, it's it's written and closed by most of the manufacturers of the Android devices and also Google themselves by the production of it. So it's an interesting thought. But yeah, I I fully... Inter- in fact, again, I've just booked an appointment uh, for that too. But that would be exciting. I mean, I know, um, Mark, you haven't got any Android devices, but it might
2: be worth getting some because they are dirt cheap. I I well no it would be, it would make me interested in android devices i haven 't got any Android devices because I like portable things that I can put in my pocket that I can make music with so but i 'm interested in what they mean by a paradigm shift or if they even know what paradigm means because if you think about if you think about what the paradigm would be in an Android phone, the paradigm would the paradigm in my computer for audio is that it it, it either this or that so it either my audio addresses the audio hardware directly with something like ASIO, or the audio is addressed by using audio drivers. That's the paradigm in the computer, isn't it? So I'm guessing probably the same paradigm in the phone. So if they're having a paradigm shift, that means they need to shift the solution (laughs) outside of that paradigm. So if they're not addressing the uh, the audio hardware directly, or if they're not addressing the audio hardware with drivers and they invented be? a universal solution i want to know what it
0: is maybe it's like a lead that you so put inside your device and you wire it between the headphone input and output and you just get <laughs> <laughs> direct it's monitoring a,
2: oh, yeah, a piece of string maybe it's a piece of web string.
0: <laughs> i'm sure it will not be that hey, Robbie, i mean you know you're very much in the apple camp i mean do you use any android devices i mean it, it would make sense to be, able to be able to include some of this stuff into you know even if it's just a control surface or well, i guess yeah, that's I, know, mid- I,
1: I, I did think about it when i when i saw that um, that the Lima software is now available on Android. Yeah. Because I th- I thought, oh, perhaps I could go out and find a bigger control surface, you know, as opposed to being constricted to the size of an iPad. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, you know my thoughts on the whole iOS making music thing. I kind of use them as, as as a kind of transitory, do something on it and move on. I'm not into trying to recreate a studio in my pocket because I've got a kind of a portable I've now got a portable, all-singing, all-dancing, very powerful studio set up anyway, so I'm not interested in being able to make a whole track on my phone.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough, but I think, you know, something that you can... But it'll be interesting to see if it's a bit late in the game to bring all of those uh, Android kind of uh, users into the same sort of level of feeding frenzy as perhaps happened with the iOS kind of whole thing, where, you know, as I've said... sorry.
2: I think I'm at my most creative when I'm with my phone so I've been sitting down for the last week writing a speech and I'm sitting in front of the computer doing that but whenever I go out walking so if I take the dog for a walk I've got my phone in my hand and I just talk into my phone and I come out and while I'm walking around in nature in the environment I come up with more ideas and I've and with music I've always done that. But whatever device I've had in my hand, I just like use a dictaphone, sing into it, and then put the put the WAV files into into um you know, that's my starting block when I'm working in a yeah. digital audio environment. Is my starting block is invariably something I've sung into my phone, which I put in the computer and loop and then try and work everything else out around. So the phone for me is one of the most important parts of my uh, workflow because so it needs, a, to, it needs to have
0: it, reasonably good audio quality capture in the first place to be able yeah. to reuse that stuff but again.
2: if i get if I get stuck on ideas i 'll just go out walking and then I sing into my phone or do or I might you know drum machines into my phone, whatever wherever I am if i 'm away from the computer as the working yeah. environment and out somewhere else i 'm still thinking about it, and I still want to you know be able to utilize anything that I come up with while i 'm away from the Computer back in the computer, so yeah. that's why iPhone's more important for me than Android.
0: Yeah, well, no, I can understand that, it makes perfect sense. Nick, yeah. have you seen that the possible op- uh, teenage engineering leak uh, that's just
3: been oh. <laughs> posted? Uh, I'll, put oh. it, I'll, uh, I'll put the post, I'll put the link in the uh, chat room, but uh, I think this has just gone up. It might be a hoax, but it looks
0: good. <laughs> let's have for, a look, oh. Let's, oh, let's let's you throw that. fanatics.
1: Let's see. Oh, please.
0: What's this then? Okay, here it <laughs> they comes. Are, they are oh, phones, oh, hold on. Pads. Look at that. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, who's put that up? Space travel made easy. Mm, it looks
1: like oops. a sort of a Saturday Night
2: Fever dance floor. That does. It yeah. does. For, so <laughs> spears for your hamster. I think it might Dave, be a hoax. Actually. Dave made that composite image earlier, leaked it onto the internet. You think? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said last week, wasn't it? Was well, actually,
0: body- the uh, <laughs> no, but one thing that that
3: it's oh, that, a hoax. That, it's a hoax apparently. Ah, oh, okay. So, hoax
0: alert! Hoax alert! But the thing about it is, uh, they are showing that little. Uh, is it? Is it? Teenage the and do PO that 12. little drum machine the po 12 yeah we're going to see that i think so that will be available mm. so there is you know again yet another thing to keep out we've got an appointment with them on thursday morning i believe so that's going to be another thing that we can take a look at um there is more good grief there's just so much more um oh yes this it looks, looks like- interesting This is the new Akai Advanced keyboards, which appear to kind of take a leaf out of the kind of nectar approach to having kind of feedback on the larger display. I mean, in a broad sense, I mean, I'm sure there are massive differences, but the sort of, so sort of perhaps the, the person who's not paying attention to detail, it's got that sort of similar vibe. Interesting stuff uh the akai advanced keyboards um as far as i know i mean i had a look into this because uh trigger finger pro uh which i reviewed <laughs> in the summer comes with a piece of software called arsenal which you can load your presets into and create it's like a wrapper for uh, vsts only it doesn't do a A-Us, but it allows you then to have very tight control of the plugins that you're using from within a, a a host app, and I think that's the way they're getting around it, rather than yeah. direct integration with everything. But it looks quite interesting. I know, um, Robbie, have you checked out the Nectar stuff? I mean, is this something that that would be um, of interest? They, this does look interesting for sure. It comes with a whole they, bunch they, of stuff. They did actually approach Howard and
1: myself about this keyboard a while ago. Um, uh, what what I wasn't sure about was, and um, certainly at the time when I was kind of privy to information about it, it seemed like it was quite. A, it seemed like that because Akai have got a whole suite of instruments, haven't they? A kind of, a kind of a software instrument arm now. Yeah. Air. The well, they've got air, haven't they? Yeah. Air, yeah. Air. And it seemed like at the time it was very much geared to being um, very elegant with their, their own suite of instruments. Um, so I've kind of thought, I imagined it was kind of a bit of a closed system, a bit like, you know, a bit like the elegance you've got with say the Native instrument system, but. The elegance is only there because you buy into the whole complete ecosystem. Um, but looking at that video there, it seemed to look like it would kind of opened it up a little bit more to to other people's third-party
0: instruments. Yeah, I mean, it does say it, it does say <laughs> most VST plugins, which so that's that's a different prospect. I mean, it's just it's just the whole prospect. The
1: idea of having a kind of a great database where you can cross-reference you know whatever a brass sound then it can you get every listing coming up from all the different manufacturers of synth you've got or samplers is is a great idea kind of kind of kind of the the native instruments tried with the original core thing it's just a question of how well that integrates and how much effort it is to kind of assimilate your own instruments into it yeah because you might spend your whole life creating a database as opposed to doing doing any music yeah there is that
0: i I know gaz what do you think
3: I think it looks very nice i think they've got the presentation yeah. you know the screen yeah. looks really nice the uh you know the graphics of this sc- you know it looks like a really pleasing work environment um yeah. uh i think it also looks like if people have been on the fence a little bit with the com- the um the control series from native instruments you know this one might kind of win yeah. over because it's got the pads a lot of people were critical of the native instruments one because it didn't have the pads yeah, on there i guess yeah, they wanted to point. keep the you know the machine and the control thing very I sp- much i suppose
0: set. you could if it's vsts you could actually run you could run native instruments <laughs> plugins within which, it which would be kind of quite uh, uh ironic yeah. in a way yeah but it it, it
3: you know we we we're, 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 we're catching glimpses of this thing and the glimpses you see i think i think they could be onto a winner with this one i really do
0: mm, it, it really does depend on you know when it says most vst plugins yeah it's really going to be key that they get the, more than yeah. more than just some you know <laughs> yeah i
3: mean the nectar uh example was it was a good example in that the the thing there is that they do the work for you they map, you know they put the hours in mapping everything and then put that all those maps just into the into the software so you just don't have to do any of the work they do the work for you so it looks like this system is also going to rely on that so i guess the success of it is going to be how how quick are they going to be to sort of support new plugins that get released you know again you you know there's going to be a whole load pre-mapped but but how many are going to be you know, updated, kept you know f- fresh. That 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 would be that would be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so. and to be fair to Nectar, I think they've been very good in that area. They've been very good with their. But
0: this uh, has keeping. got to this has got to be something that they'd be thinking. Oh, you know, because because yeah. just purely because it it's in a similar area to uh, yeah. to what they're doing. So it, it,
3: they're having to keep that work up, yeah. aren't they? They're having to keep. They're going to have to keep the support going after the point yeah. of sale. You know, yeah. how many is it, is, manufacturers is like doing that?
1: Is it what? Uh, yeah, is it, is it is it a wrapped ecosystem in that a bit like Auto Map was for Novation that that it kind of creates new versions of the plugins? No,
0: that, I don't think yeah. so. so it certainly wasn't the case with Arsenal. It would just load okay. what what it did do, and this is what I, I I'm going back because it was it was quite a, a, a long time ago that I did the review with the Arsenal system. It was actually quite cool, apart from the fact. Uh, I don't know... At the time, and they may have fixed this, it didn't bring in all of the patches... That you had already for those VSTs because they hadn't been categorized in the database. Or there was some issue with that. I mean, I would imagine they probably dealt with that now. So that's going to be interesting to see if it just goes, oh, I've got all these plugins. I want to bring them in here because I want to integrate with them in my controller. And it doesn't affect that. But it's going to create like meta patches. So there is going to be an issue potentially of having a situation whereby you've got a load of tunes with, you know, this at the heart of it. And then, you know, for whatever reason, your system isn't supporting it or something happens and you don't want to use it you're going to have you might have those issues but i mean there is you know that's inevitable isn't it i know mark i'm guessing we're getting into driver territory
2: aren't we really uh yes (laughs) I, i i won't go there i'll um i watched the video and then i had to watch it again because i noticed that the video implies that the screen on the unit can show you what you're seeing on your computer because they kept putting the computer screen right next to the uh, the screen on the on or the display on the keyboard, and I kept thinking, "Oh, that's great! I'll be able to, even if you can't actually physically manipulate everything or see it at full size. Wouldn't it be great if you could have Ableton showing up in a window on your keyboard so you could see what was going on, basically like mini yeah. screen displaying big computer screen?" Um, so, having watched it once, I thought, "Wow, that's really cool! I'd better watch that again." <laughs> I watched it again and then I realized it's just very cleverly implied. Yeah. Um and then as far as wrappers for things are concerned, uh somebody needs to write that in really usable and and kind of well clever ways because I've got the oh, that what's that thing called you know the little uh novation thing with the slider on it and lots of knobs and Nocturne. stuff and that's got yeah. auto map on it. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um I think that method it's, is, is it's like, you know, it it, it, it it basically all that thing does is it takes your entire VST or your AU folder, it looks at it and it goes, Oh, plug in number one. What's all the parameters for this? Okay, there's two hundred and fifty parameters on this plugin. Oh well, I've only got eight knobs, so I'll lay that out across like sixty pages or something, and then it and then the next plugin, the next plugin. So when you go to that plugin if you click on the plugin and you move something on the plugin then a, a corresponding knob kind of shows up but if you go through the pages on the on the hardware device you might find that you've got your frequency for your filter on one page, and then your resonance yeah. for the filter is like four or five pages away. Yeah, I mean, to I, th- I think I think it gotta learn it. And it's no, like, I
0: think you're right. I think it's very key on on very quick and ability to remap stuff without changing it. That is very very key, I think. And if they can do that, then they then they are you know somewhat further down the line of creating something that is going to be really hot, definitely. And okay. I will ask those questions. You know, I'm hoping to sort of get some time with someone who who knows the product, and we can actually kind of you know get to the nuts and bolts of it. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is there? Oh, this, yeah, uh, the, the, the other, this is the other thing. This has kind of been a big tease, effectively. Artoria have been teasing this for some time, and I think I've got a video I can play for that, so we'll hit that. This is Artoria's attempt at uh, making an Apple presentation, I think, is, uh, would be a kind way of putting it.
3: There is something we're not very happy with. Something we have not been very happy with
0: for many years. I, actually, I can't be bothered to play the whole thing, but the notion is, right, uh, the, let me see, I have got... Uh, we got that advanced keyboards. The notion is oops, I don't want to sign in. No, uh, that Artoria are creating a new, does it all the most amazing innovation in uh, um, in audio interfaces that you've ever seen and proceeds to rubbish everybody else's attempts over the last you know, couple of decades, <laughs> uh, but with, with quite a lot of marketing hyper- hyperbole and um. And misinformation, I think, would be fair to say. But it's gonna, it could be interesting. But my question was really more, you know, are you interested? And if if you are, what is it that would make a really groundbreaking audio interface for you? Let's start with you, Gaz.
3: Yeah. So those big claims is going to be very interesting. So I I I think it would have to be. Um, something that could be class compliant, which I'm assuming it is, because they're saying it works with the iPad, um, or certainly have a class compl- compliant mode. Uh, it would have to have... Um, <coughs> it would have to have mic, mic pre's, high impedance inputs, SPDIF and ADAT, I think, which I think it's saying it's got all of those as well. Um, uh, now, uh, there's some wireless idea, some wireless part of it, which I just really don't understand what that could possibly
0: be. Yeah, that's um, another aspect that we don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe
3: I would like to also have to be able to operate it using my ipad so it, even though it's connected to the computer using the ipad as like the the mixer for it I so think it, that would it be might
0: quite have cool. an html5 um web server oh, in it
3: <laughs> even 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 better yeah even better yeah so you could use it with anything that would be great wouldn't it
0: That would be uh,
3: interesting. what else uh i guess the sound quality those preamps would have to be really good um you know so really really good i guess uh, the, the the converters as well would yeah. have to be just top notch. Uh, what else would it need?
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> reliability. I mean, there's all yeah, reliability and good drivers. I know, Robbie. What do you say? Or no drivers? Yeah, no drivers. Well, the interesting thing
1: is, it, to all intents and purposes, it looks like sort of like a like an Apple Airport or Mini or a Mac Mini, doesn't it? it doesn't look like there's any kind of knobs or any sort of controls on it. I don't know if that's just a graphical. Yeah, you know, there doesn't look like anything sticking out from it anywhere so it does imply that perhaps a lot of the control is via something else like a, um, like a
3: like a wireless breakout box
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah maybe. but i mean uh, the thing about uh, the thing i always think about midi in, uh, about audio interfaces is that nobody has truly ever tackled making a dedicated audio interface for the live market as in not ableton live as in for the live touring market you know there's 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 interfaces that people kind of adopt like the motu Ultralight, which are The nearest thing to being the right sort of um, functionality but no one's really thought of bringing out an interface that's dedicated to being you know up to the rigors of touring and all that kind of thing so perhaps this has got that emphasis on it
0: yeah perhaps i mean it doesn't actually look like it's got um any 19 inch rack mounting kind of going on there i would say so that might be a bit tricky i know mark what would it be for you i mean it's you know it is a bold claim and i think you know they can only it's going to have to be do something pretty Sensational to make us go, oh yeah, fair enough. You you were right. Okay. What you were saying is, you know, fair enough. But
2: I mean, I've been looking for an audio interface to replace my audio interface, and my current solution is to just keep the one I've got, uh, which works brilliantly, uh, but it doesn't work on everything. And I kind of thought, well, I want something that I can use on everything. So at the moment. Uh, whatever this audio interface is, it needs to be as fast as my current Firewire audio interface, which is really tight, actually. I've got a, a Focusrite DSP Pro 24, which is interesting, actually, because I think the first software I had on my Atari was Pro 24. So there, yeah. there that's come around again. Um, uh, but, it, but Firewire won't work on my laptop. So it's, uh, it needs to be universal uh, USB as in plug it into uh, USB 2 or USB 3 and class compliant, and it needs to be able to work on my iPad. And uh, what I like about my current audio interface is I don't have to plug it into the mains, so this thing needs to be self-powered. And then I want a couple of XLRs on it with good, clean phantom power, I need at least one guitar input, at least one pair of line jacks for a synth, but probably several pairs of line jacks because I want to return uh, all sorts of different, um, uh, you know, my rack stuff, any of my old reverbs and racks. Although, I have uh, The solution for that at the moment is that I've got this FOSTEX interface which has a, a light pipe coming out of it. So if, if it didn't have loads and loads of jacks, a light pipe going into it would be enough. It's got to have Sony Philips digital interface going into it. It should probably have word clock going into it right. and out of it. So it's starting it's to get CV quite gates complicated. Well. CV I quite gate. Like my, hmm. I, <laughs> no, Why not? I don't, but, and then it needs MIDI on it. I know really I'm only talking about the things that my uh, that my uh, existing focusrite interface has got on it and that's in a half rack unit uh, and then I need at least eight outputs in case I want to do 7.1 so if I want to start mixing things and having speakers all over the place which is very likely and actually what I'd really like on an audio interface as well as all of that is to have a 3.5 mm mini jack line in and line out so that when I'm doing stuff with my little stuff, I can interface that stuff as well. Like things that, you know, like my little, um, or my camera, even, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I've got that, um, I've forgot what it's not called much, now. Though. Yeah, everything. Please. No, um, but it's not that much, though, really, because it's not the only difference, the only real difference between that and the existing audio interface is that it would need to have USB and B class compliant. Um, So it's not. Right. Yeah, but it's phantom a lot. Phantom power is an
1: issue, though, isn't it? Yeah, phantom, phantom power <laughs> over USB is going to be. Well, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, some, you know, my audio interface that I've used for years and years is a, a Motu Traveler, and is yeah. I, I reckon has been one of the best interfaces there's been around for, for mobile use because you've got four prees that, and so you can run four phantom power prees, and that's over FireWire. So I think Can FireWire draw more voltage. I'm not sure. No, um, not really. No. <laughs> But that's that's the moto moto traveller set a standard for me, and I haven't been able to find a replacement for mine for my traveller yet. Although, because it's Firewire four hundred, I'm thinking its time is drawing near. But um, so um,
0: yeah,
3: Arturia, what are you going to bring for yeah. us? Well, well,
0: well, we <laughs> shall see. I mean, but it's yes, it's going to be interesting. I, I suppose the thing is, you've also got to bear in mind is basically the release of an audio interface is not generally big news it's not an exciting thing not anymore you know not since the first ones of these kinds came out so they've got to kind of create some sort of buzz somehow and uh, they're they're certainly doing that to a degree but perhaps um it just feels a little bit over grandiose for what is essentially you know a utilitarian object what
2: about than- um What about this for a thought, then? If IK Multimedia have had this huge paradigm shift, which means they're no longer connecting to the audio hardware directly or via drivers, then maybe Arturia have had the same idea because we know that ideas kind of pop up in the universe in different places at the same time. So, you know, inventors have traditionally invented things at the same time, like light bulbs and radios and all that sort of stuff. So maybe... Uh, IK Multimedia and Artoria have had this same light bulb moment and they've kind of, maybe there it is. Okay, old, uh, here's a thought. New paradigm. How about audio. this? Here's a thought. This
0: is all <laughs> a complete smoke screen because uh-huh. it's just an audio interface. What they're actually going to be bringing, as uh, um, people are saying in the chat room, the uh, atomic shadow, is a poly brute. And that's going to be the big news. We're all expecting an audio interface, but what's actually going to happen is, a, is a, a, an analog poly. How about that?
2: So they're just throwing us off the scent. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm up for and that. Say... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would I'm be very interesting, actually. That would be very clever as well.
0: And it's the sort of thing well, that makes my teeth for me as well. And uh, yeah, and it's the sort. Maybe it's a maybe it's a polybrute <laughs> with an audio interface component. <laughs> Who knows? And a tease made. And a tease made. That's right. And a uh, a I French went... to English translator. I
3: mean, the polybrute is just a. a question of
0: time surely maybe so yeah. surely
3: surely just a question of time before the polybrute appears so it's
1: just a question of, i think i think i think it's a question of time and economics isn't it they all they all know they can probably make one it's just questioning what the market value is for an instrument that
0: suddenly jumps in price yeah. to that kind of level i think that's
1: all that's really yeah. stopped it happening up till now i mean
0: you know it's not sim- as we know it's not a simple question of you know micro microbrutes are going Not to make that a poly. Far off. Yeah, Not it is, because the the thing is, it's very easy, it, it's much easier to make. I, mean, I had this conversation with Dave Smith, you know, and he said, you know, yeah, <laughs> polys are much more complex, true analogue polys, because... It's not just a single voice. The voices ha- in relation to one another have to have stability. And it's making that work, which is really expensive right. and really difficult. And you have to use uh, the the, toler- the fault toleration tolerances are much more different. You know, you have to have very consistent signal paths for each of the voices so that they will all have the same, you know, they're they're singing from the same hymn book if you like going into the you know wherever they go on to next and that is the thing that is very difficult and that's why you know he's done the um the the DCOs on uh, his poly stuff mm-hmm. so you know that there are there are very um sort of strong reasons for a non analog poly um, to be cheap or for an analog poly to be to be expensive because you know it's just expensive to make something like that and it, you know you've even got the the, you know, the korg um uh, volker keys sure that's poly but i don't i think that's dividing no, technology paraphonic. isn't it yeah it's not the same thing so it's a very different And being
3: paraphonic as well makes a huge difference i think doesn't it than polyphonic because the, the, the volker keys is paraphonic and so therefore you know it's it's not the it's not the whole deal but my my prediction is a toria poly brute under a thousand euros
0: Okay, that's you really heard it here, folks. First yeah. folks. I how many voices? Four voices.
3: Four
1: voices you're talking, are you?
0: <laughs> I reckon it'll have. I want to see
1: a six or an eight voice, Polly. That's what I want to see somebody. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I think it'll, it might be four or possibly eight, but that's my prediction based on nothing but just... I don't know stupidity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's a fairer. So I think we can. I think we could go along with that. I th- I'm, I'm quite happy to uh, to have that as a possibility. So yeah, that's my theory. I think it's all a smokescreen for something else that's going to be happening. Because generally speaking, and this is a massive generalisation, and I do apologise to anybody who might be offended by this particular uh, theory, but. Um, the French psyche generally enjoys a bit of kind of intrigue and sort of uh, um, philosophical messing around with your heads. You know, there is an aspect to that. There's a, there's a joy in yeah. that kind of. So I think you know, I don't think it's you should discount it um, just because I think there is an element of, of uh, uh, it fits nicely with the French way in many in many ways. And I, I hope that's mm-hmm. not offensive to anybody, but I, I can't see how it would be. But you know,
2: time will tell. Can I just can I just leap wildly backwards in this? Yeah, go ahead to clarify something, and that is that I said that uh, FireWire and USB deliver the same kind of voltage, and they don't. Gaz is right. Uh, FireWire can deliver up to thirty volts and one and a half amps. So that's I've, had, yeah, I've had a, I've had I've had a belt
0: I've had a belt off a FireWire cable before when I put really? it in, when I put it in my mouth, yeah, or something. <laughs> i Definitely. just kind of
2: assumed they were the same so then, you know, putting it in your mouth not a good idea what about thunderbolt um, that mark used, i guess that was that just of, useful that, curiosity what, there no
0: it was probably one of those things when you're sort of fiddling around with something you are know, kind of like uh, you know where you got to do that it wasn't it wasn't a what happens if kind of thing it was more like i haven't got any hands left i'm holding all these cables scenario what's what sort of voltage
2: can uh, thunderbolt deliver i don't know the answer to that <laughs> okay <laughs> Can i on, mean i did just read i just read it well if it's thunderbolt it, it should apple's... be like 10 million volts surely really i mean it... <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and, and a, and a lightning connector sorry who was that apple's oh. implementation of uh, firewire only puts out nine volts on okay. a macbook
0: pro oh actually that's one thing that i did get i did get a phone call from apple today um who said are you going to be at nam we're not exhibiting but we would like to give meet you and have a logic briefing So, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, he didn't. I'm not. Lead uh, on to that thing that I, I sent you an email about. Oh yes, well that's the other thing that we wanted to talk about. Is not necessarily connected, but uh, yes. So, so yes, so there's some sort of logic briefing, and um, that will be uh, an interesting. I don't know what they've got in mind. I mean, I haven't had any dealings with Apple for ages, so I I can't say. Uh, But yes, there is also the news. (laughs) I think Robbie, actually, you mentioned didn't you that uh, Camel Audio seems to have sort of just vanished. They've just sort of said we're closed. You've got till July to download your stuff. And yeah, I mean. Uh. I know that you probably you and Gaz are probably going to be a bit because Alchemy's a great synth I and mean, you use a bunch of that stuff, right, Robbie?
1: Oh, Alchemy's at the heart of everything I do, and uh, most film people I know, it's at the heart of what they do. So that's a, mm. it's just another example of a bit of software that you know has potentially going to be like a you know a, got an end of life somewhere along the way. So how long do you carry on using it, relying on it, all that kind of issue? So I'm a bit although I, I initially thought, oh bloody Pirating, arseholes or whatever. You know that's probably why it's you know it's gone under because they've you know because of pirating. But I have since heard rumours that possibly uh, they've been they've ha- they've had their assets bought out by Apple. Somebody said to me, "Wow, that's an oh. interesting notion." So, so there could be that, uh, and two was a pretty much ready to go. Perhaps, perhaps there's going to be a new version of Logic with a few all singing or dancing instruments in there.
2: Well, that's possible. Yeah, but- what about that really good sample editing thing that Apple bought, Redmatica, and that just kind of disappeared? Yeah. Well, it's yes, but be one but... of the most annoying things that's ever happened yeah. in music technology.
0: Automatics and looping and all that. I'm sure that will turn yeah. up at some point. Well, that's interesting, what isn't else? it? I mean, uh, we don't know. I mean, my initial thought was possibly that perhaps, you know, Ben, who was one of the main guys there, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps it's illness. Perhaps somebody just kind of got, I can't continue. I've got, you know, other things that are more important, my love. There's also mm. that possibility. And because we mustn't forget that a lot of these companies are very small. You know, it might be only one yeah. or two or three people. And if they it's just go, unusual, look, It's
3: quite unusual for just like, you know. Off.
1: Just as of shouldn't. today which shut the I
0: mean? like that that stuff yeah I suppose yeah I suppose that's true, Uh, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I mean, you know, it's obviously sad news if if anything untoward has happened. And obviously, you know, some people might find the thought of it being bought out by somebody like Apple, if there is any truth to that. I mean, we absolutely have no idea that there is. But at least it might mean that that technology will continue to live. I suppose. Yeah, they were very
3: astute, weren't they, with the Alchemy mobile version of Alchemy? You know, having the fact that it would work as uh, as an app as a standalone app, as a synthesizer, but it could also work as a controller. It's with The right. same layout, yeah. but it'd work as a controller for the software. The only other company I think has done that in such a way is uh, the Om- Omnisphere, uh, yeah. with the Omnisphere app. But the Omnisphere app was uh, something else, really. Yeah. But the, uh, this kind of alchemy... And then the, you could design patches on the computer and you could open those patches on the iPad, although yeah. you couldn't get into the granularity on the iPad. But this whole kind of... You know, this ecosystem I thought it was a very clever yeah. so it's interesting that Robbie should mention that about Apple because they probably would like that sort of joined-up thinking, wouldn't they? You know. Well, um, maybe
0: so. We we have no idea, but I mean, it's interesting that they contact they actually made reached out and contacted me. Sorry, reached out. That's such an awful managerial kind of uh, nonsense <laughs> thing. I I, I do apologise for using that phrase. Um, so yeah, that's in. Although when I asked him how did you find us, he said I just looked down the list of Nam press attendees and rang the number. So it wasn't like oh, my reputation didn't precede me or anything, which I was you know obviously gutted about. But, I mean, the other thing that, you know, there's another uh, a possibility is, you know, uh, I think uh, Sonic 2830 in the chat room said, isn't it down to, oh, we can't see that, isn't it down to the EU VAT things? And that's something else I wanted to talk about briefly, although, um, which was, uh, I don't if you're not aware, uh, I think, I'm think i not sure if it's EU or UK, but basically what they've done in the UK, they've changed the VAT rules. Now, this is, you know, ordinarily dull, dull, dull. You know, it doesn't really make any difference to anybody. But what they've actually done now, usually if you're VAT registered, which means you have an income over a certain threshold. You charge the VAT right on top of your sale and then you claim it back and it all balances up, you know, and what have you. What they've done is they're changing it so that it's not charged at your rate in the country of origin. You charge it at the country of the seller. So I, as a, if I was to sell, you know, product A as a digital download, somebody in Spain would buy it for, you know, whatever their VAT rate is. I then have to prove to the VAT authorities what that they are, who they say they are, that they live where they say they are, and that I can apply this tax rate. I also have to register for VAT in that country, and when you think we're talking Spain, Germany, France, you know, all of these countries, and then account to each of those individual tax authorities. Now, as a small business, that's just a flattener. You know, that's a kind of like forget about it, and and that's something that a company like uh, uh, Camel Audio. Could you know it could really hurt them because I mean there is no there are no tools for this. The concept has been you know the idea for the whole legislation was that the big companies like Google and uh, um, Apple, all of these people were basically registering in countries that don't have that VAT. And, and undercutting price on Amazon and undercutting prices by, you know, t- VAT is usually t- between 15 and 25%, something like that. So they can afford to make their prices that much lower because they're competing with people who have to charge VAT because of the way that the business is structured, which in itself, you know, is probably a good idea to try and tackle it. But what's actually happened is there are thousands and thousands of business, There are thousands of people who, you know, might be selling music that can no longer, you know, it's like if I sell, I don't know, 20 tracks a week or something. How on earth am I going to uh, uh, tackle the administrative overhead of dealing with all of that? And that is a, a really, really big issue. And that came into effect on January the 1st and that's a nightmare and it's it's for it, it, it covers digital downloads music downloads digital services so if you're uh, maybe doing lessons over the internet to people in other countries or if you're selling at web advertising uh, it doesn't affect us because you know most of our clients we know and we know what the rates are so that's not going to be so but i mean can you see how how destructive this is and it's got it's, it absolutely has to be rescinded because it's going to take so many people down i mean guys you sell some stuff on bandcamp don't you and uh, You know, what's it going to do? Have you looked into what it's going to mean? I think Bandcamp will handle it for you. So, there are aggregators who will actually deal with it. Which brings you back to, if I just one more. So, actually, what it's going to do is mean that if I want to sell music, I will have to go through a service like Amazon, like Google, like Apple, because they will be the only people who can afford to take the overhead. It's absolutely bonkers.
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, Bandcamp did issue uh, a little kind of. Uh, press release to try and sort of quell nerves and say that don 't worry about it we'll uh you know it's it 's not going to make much of a difference but i I am a little bit naive about it. There has been some interesting points
0: being raised in the chat room um what, what did I notice uh, well there's all sorts of misinformation i, I, I unless it 's mm-hmm. over eighty thousand they say, but I don't think that's true, no. unless that's a new uh, a new thing they brought in. I mean, there are people campaigning for a ceiling, a, 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 a lower ceiling level, you know, like 100,000 uh, turnover or whatever, but, you know, it's it's a nightmare. Hmm,
3: but uh, as soon as I saw that from Bandcamp, I, I kind of switched off a little bit, I thought, oh, okay, because, you know, I really like the way Bandcamp is set up, so it doesn't, I think, change the way that going to work and i'm not sure i no, sure. because the
0: individual who's not vat registered whereas our company who are vat registered don't get that option if you're vat registered the threshold is quite low for vat registration you know it's you know whatever it is so yeah it's a nightmare i know robbie have you come across any of this i mean th- there are going to be companies who sell like soft boutique software products who are not going to be able to deal with this
1: yeah i mean like i say it's probably more of a hassle for the small companies to to kind of take this all on board and it's, it, it's, um, it's whether it, it makes people – it deters people from wanting to to distribute stuff in this way because it just seems just like one more kind of hassle.
0: Back to boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should yeah. point out also, this is also supposed to apply to U.S. companies supplying to European countries. So if you're in the US and you sell something to the person in Europe, you are then supposed to charge VAT to them, which you have no notion of because there's nothing going on like that in the States, and then account to it. I mean, how on earth are they going to police that? It's a mess, absolute mess.
3: There's a link in the chat room then to register for use of the VAT Mini one-stop shop.
0: I'll have a look at that.
3: So that might kind of... Oops. Make things oh, no. a little bit that's easier.
2: Government one-stop shops are to be avoided always. They they never ever ever work, do they? They're going to just try and shoehorn everybody into the same kind of. Uh, I don't know. Okay, it's well, that, that, I mean that's something they're
0: worth looking at. But yeah, I mean it's 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 a bit of a mess, and it kind of crept up rather. But so, I, I think perhaps we are overreacting. But everybody, there's not enough information for people to kind of not. Completely panic because I mean, you just don't know anyway. Yeah, <sighs> I like this I'm idea. Relaxed. We could
2: all move to Luxembourg, VAT is at three percent. We could only sell products from Luxembourg. No, then. no, Maybe you like- have to, no, no, you have to account. No, you have to charge at the point, at the out,
0: point yeah. of sale, not at the, the country of origin, which is what messes it all up. So, yeah,
2: see, I mean, for years and years and years, one of the things I've enjoyed doing is having. Uh, is used, I mean because of the Duran Duran connection and their management is in America, I've always had American addresses that I can buy things from and if you buy stuff through PayPal PayPal used to be it didn't, it wasn't location specific so I always used to buy my software from America in donna, dollars and then pay in dollars and then have it delivered to America but it doesn't make any difference because you can download it from anywhere on the planet right, where, where there's an internet yeah. connection um but that's become i mean that was like 20 years ago and it's become more and more and more and more complicated to do that if sometimes impossible not always um but this A lot this of allowed s- to do that don't software
1: to do it you can choose the currency you want to buy stuff in and quite often you can make big savings by choosing dollars not if it's download only stuff i mean there was that audio midi company or whatever they were in america who were doing all sorts of software you could just you know when it wasn't there wasn't a boxed version and you could you could still take great advantage of the dollar rate if it was good at you the time. Can.
2: Yeah, you can i have can. to remember that a lot of the but paypal now when you put your um if you put your name and address into paypal depending on which company you're buying from it can work out that you're in Britain and it converts it to pounds whether you like it or not in lots of instances. You can't do it on DigiDesign's site anymore. You used to be able to years ago, but you can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean... (laughs) And and frankly, I know, I, these these little sort of uh, shenanigans are not exactly kind of major tax dodges, are they? It's not like we're kind of uh, no. hide, hiding forty percent of our profits or anything. But yeah, anyway, I, I sorry. Perhaps it's a bit of a downer in, the, in terms of the Nam thing. But I think if there are any petitions, online petitions, I really recommend that you know, as musicians and digital providers, you know, one should go and and, and, and sign it. Can we have fun, fun topic now, Nick? What we'd like to see at yeah. Nam? Okay, so what would we like <laughs> to see? This is So as we're going, once again, as we're going to be at NAM, um, what would you like to see? What's the thing that you would like to see that is perhaps unlikely to appear or perhaps, and Gaz, seeing as, as you instigate this, you can start.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I'd like to see a Volca mixer in the same format as the Volkers with lots of channels, with lots of those little controls for volume, EQ, effects, built-in effects, but also maybe sequencer. external effects send and maybe sequencer um certainly sync yeah sync for the some effect built into it and i mean as if that's not asking too much for that to also act as a usb host Woo-hoo! imagine that awesome so you yeah. can plug in all your usb controllers and a little power distributor as well
0: <laughs> yeah let's have that please that sounds like a great idea nice one uh robbie what do you want to see yeah. I want to see a proper
1: polysynth, six or eight <laughs> notes, that isn't like some crazy encoder thing. A proper polysynth.
0: That we can actually buy uh, at some time in the not-too-distant future. It's, even if it's like a... I mean, I'm looking forward to the, the
1: oddity. Uh, you know, Odyssey. I, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy if it's small keys. I like all that, because I haven't got a lot of room. But I mean, I would be quite happy with a five-octave mini-keyed, um, you know, like Korg. Uh, Microcord kind of thing, yeah. yeah. that I'd love that.
0: Interesting, interesting idea.
2: Okay, Mark, over to you. Um, hmm. I want to see something uh, with an it, as interesting a name as the Carpus Carpus Strong synth. Is that right? Yeah, Carpus uh, Strong. Something that sa- yeah, something that sounds like that. So it sounds like it's going to do something really amazing and different, and just sounds like a completely new technology. Um, but what I notice about music technology is that we're still very much in a, a flat plane of existence. Um, so all of our graphs on synthesizers have an X and a Y um, axis, and our, our waveforms are very much kind of stuck in that flat two-dimensional world. So I want to see, I want to see some way of extending that out into the Z axis or the Z axis. So. Uh, by that, I mean, when I listen to sound in the real world, it has a spaciousness about it that tells me where the sound's located. Um, so I, I want to see uh, sound engines uh, or uh, synth engines that can create music that gives me, or sounds that give me a sense of more than just a flat dimension. Right. And I know that some of that gets killed off by the fact that we've got two speakers, but I just even if it can emulate it. Remember the Roland RSS thing that we could spin things up and down, mm. elevate things and move them back and forth and all that it sort of sound, thing. It well, did sound really exciting. I want some, that- I want some oscillators that so I can like hold a key and the sound can go left to right but it can have a sense that it goes front to back as well or up and down. So yeah. it's an interesting
3: <laughs> point, Mark. That technology was kind of dropped it's, really wasn't it i thought it yeah, was going to go more in that direction so i think
0: that's well, a great idea. i think mp3s and mobile phones might have put pay to a lot of that to be perfectly honest yeah. but so
2: you know yeah, that's possibly, possibly why. but i mean you know so like let's think about we're not just going to create waveforms and static oscilloscope kind of uh, renditions of things and things in stereo speakers think about uh, you know because a lot of the reverb algorithms think about space um There are binaural algorithms for reverbs and stuff. So, why not binaural synthesizers that actually create sound in a three dimensional? Digital plane, that's what I want. Oh yeah, that's a very interesting idea.
0: And perhaps something that might happen in software for sure, maybe first. But yeah, a good, good Yeah. I think they're all good healthy suggestions. So I mean a what we've still got almost a week to go before release. I think maybe mm-hmm. if anyone's listening out there who's thinking we're attending now and we're not entirely sure what we're going to exhibit yet, if you could just knock one of those or perhaps all of them up, then we'll be happy to come and see you <laughs> and uh, and film the prototype. Or perhaps, you know, you might have a pre production model ready by then. Who knows? Mm
1: want wanted
0: Nick sorry what do I want yeah a pair of shoes that uh, that can stop your feet from hurting at Nam I, I it's really a, <laughs> what do I want I, I I think I would quite like an affordable poly as well I think that you know okay it's not pushing the envelope for 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 um, music technology or you know as mark says you know just a new synthesis technique that makes everybody go bloody hell and everybody then chases it and you know we get derivation derivations and things as we've had for the last 20 30 years you know something that really is kind of mind-blowing as a a concept and also it will work
3: Uh, the other thing nick i want to see is that stage box like the xr18 Behringer, but the stage box idea that is a multi track recorder yeah. and a stage box yeah. that's what i want to see
0: well we'll see i mean I, no honestly one's quite I've, been, that yet. I've been i've been uh, hassling berringer for an appointment for two months and i've had nothing so i don't know what's going on there so i'll go and visit them and see what they've got to say uh and oh yeah well modulus are going to be there as well the uk synth company so we'll see them they may or may not have something new i don't know because obviously their flagship thing was is a big synthesizer maybe they, they might do something more affordable we don't know um there. what else can i say i don't think i could say anything more but i do know that there are some there are I, there are a couple of developments that i've seen that are exciting and you know you'll just have to stay tuned to sonicstate.com uh, where we will have full nam coverage uh, we'll do our usual thing we'll have the travel log live blog we'll have daily live blogs on the guitar and the tech side plus all of our usual video stuff and we've modified our video rig so now i know this has been a criticism in the past because often you know if i'm filming or whoever's filming you ask a question you can't hear it over the noise now we've got little uh, mics that we can just switch in and kind of go what about that you know so that'll be appearing on the uh in the audio feed now so it, m- it might make it a little bit easier to kind of follow and for us to actually chip in so that's uh we've done some great work there so um yeah our team will be leaving the country um monday tuesday even and uh, then we'll be hitting the ground running. So do stay tuned. And once again, thank you for our sponsor. Thank you for the show sponsor, Isotope. As I said, if you want to enter the competition to win Iris 2, uh, if I flip that up, uh, you have to tweet the hashtag evocative effects, one word, to at SonicNick and at Isotope Inc. And you will be entered... Uh, uh, into the competition. In fact, I was—I'm expecting a delivery because I did buy something um, to take to the Isotope Ferry, and I'm hoping it will result in a photo opportunity. So. Uh- We'll have to see what happens there. But anyway, uh, thank you ever so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you for the chat. And we've had an absolute bumper week this week, uh, well over our usual numbers. So thank you uh, also for joining us. And we do appreciate you as we go into the new year. There will be no show next Wednesday because I'll be at Nam, And unfortunately, there'll be no show the Wednesday after where I will be on a plane and absolutely exhausted. So the next show will be uh, one, two, uh, yes, three weeks today so uh you, if you'll have to stay tuned but we will be posting a lot of videos in the meantime so thank you very much everybody for joining <laughs> us mark tinley over there uh, at likebeing.com thank you very much for joining us mark appreciate it and uh, i hope you solve your ableton live um
2: image triggering issues you're very welcome i did i didn't mention this did i i got spotted in glastonbury wow. i was in the supermarket and i was poking around in the apples getting some apples and this voice said your mark, aren't you? And I went, uh, yeah. And he said, "Oh, I've just finished watching you on the Sonic State podcast." Hey! Like, oh my God! <laughs> so there, there you go. Awesome, we, we Mark. Have far reach when somebody. In How many your years has it been? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, many. But uh, I mean, I, I was just really, I just was really flattered actually i thought it was really nice yeah but... no it's brilliant it's brilliant when that happens i must say
0: but anyway well thank you very much uh very much for joining us Mark. Being, you're
2: welcome uh, have fun at nam and send I, I us will, lots of videos and... in
0: fact uh, um sonic 9777 says you should do a live show in nam i tell you what i've thought about it but the added stress of trying to put real time streaming rig together for uh, the nam show without uh, significant financial support and a production team yeah. that's not me fills me with uh, dread but you've i would
2: i would like to do it at some point you've got four computers there now haven't you five computers yeah, uh, for yeah, this show is that right we use uh, in fact we use uh, four
0: computers for uh, the skype and my yeah. computer so that's six we've got the streaming computer that's seven and, uh, yeah, seven computers involved in the production. You're not going to take that in hand luggage, are you? <laughs> no, uh, I, I won't. Ooh. Absolutely no chance. In fact, we did once, we did take a flight case with a bunch of screens and things so that we'd have the edit stations, but it was just, we took them in these massive Pelican cases, but it was just a complete oh, yeah. nightmare. It was a nightmare. It didn't work out. And that was in the back, back in the days when computers weren't all that powerful anyway, so processing video just took forever. Anyway... And finally, Gaz Williams there. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention, man. Can I just plug my EP? I forgot to do that, didn't oh, I? Oh, yes, please I, do, Gaz. Yes, you've got your uh, EP.
3: Just a, it's only just a little short four-track EP, but it was done really quickly, just just the week before Christmas, um, in collaboration with four different talented hip-hop producers from America. And uh, basically, we... Uh, oh, that's it, the Banhammers EP. Um what was interesting for me i think was it's the first bass guitar sort of led project that i've ever released i mean i've played bass on lots and lots of things but i've never released a sort of bass guitar centric thing but what i wanted to do I, i asked the producers if they could create a you know essentially a backing track for me that didn't have a bass guitar on, or or a synth bass or whatever, and uh, and then and then I sort of sp- I, I played very spontaneously o- over the whole track and tried to uh, tried to make uh, a more fluid approach, hopefully to contrast the sort of more cut chopped way of hip hop, I suppose. And um, uh, yeah, I was very pleased how it came out, and it was really nice to work with those guys. Um, so, Excellent, yeah, And
1: nice, nicely done. I was ex- at his house, and he said to me. He said to me, "Oh, I beg, I better get on. I've got, I've got an album to do by tomorrow."
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, it turned into an 20p rather than an album, but yeah, yeah, it was done very, very quick.
0: Anyway, so if you want to see that, you just go to GazWilliams.me, uh, which you should see on Gaz's lower third there, and details will be available for it there. Is, is it a free download, or it's not? Uh, yeah,
3: well, it's, you, you can listen to it. It's Bandcamp.
0: Yeah, excellent. So,
3: I've, I've, I've nice got a princely sum of four pounds on it, which I feel is. A, a, a premium oh. price
0: but... yeah well <laughs> you know what the hell <laughs> i've, sold, I've is that sold, you, no? sold a few thing. nice one have you have you have you in accounting the vat there gas that's yeah. the thing we want to know oh yeah no ah well i think that you can buy some uh, particular software that will take care of that and i think it's about four grand
2: no I'm, that's <laughs> a ju- i don't know whether it is or not i'm sure you it'll put be a fun. link in the chat room have you put a link in the you chat
1: room that's do that, do you have to pay VAT on that software
0: yeah, that's an interesting idea. Hold on, I'm just typing this live typing, folks. GazWilliams.me. There it is going. That's not even right. I better actually spell it right. Gaz Williams. Williams. There we go. It's in the chat Do you know, why,
3: do you know why all Welsh people have got names like Williams, Jones, Evans,
0: Davis? Yeah, tax avoidance. <laughs> it was, It was, wasn't was it? It was tax avoidance. Is was that it? not right? <laughs> I thought
3: that was it. It's just they didn't, the Welsh people didn't have, nickn- uh, didn't have surnames. They would all, would always be, I think, you know, it happens in lots of countries, but you'd be, you know, uh, um, I would be Gareth App Robert, or, you know, you'd have your father's name and uh, and then it was anglicised, I think. It, I think they were forced to take surnames
0: Yeah, Uh, 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 well, as far as I understand, they were forced to take uh, surnames so that the census could then nail them down, and they would pay tax. So they all uh, opted to have like a bunch of Williams, Jones, Davies, you know. uh, So it made it administration of that that new policy an absolute nightmare. Maybe we can come up with some sort of similar principle for this VAT as well. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you very much. Uh, That's it for this week. Uh, Please do enjoy our Nam coverage, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel because there will be a ton of stuff coming out soon. See you later.